0: Coote, Coote right through Got a pass on to Brass and Brass is in for the try Oh so
1: easy
2: to Flannery, Flannery to Rickardson, Rickardson to Fletcher Fletcher puts the arm
0: up and he goes over Fletcher scores Now it's one way traffic
3: Williams has got the ball Gets it on to Maloney,
0: sets himself, kicks for Tupo, Tupo and Williams, Tupo! Oh, Daniel Tupou! Flying like at
4: 39,000 feet and no turbulence to be found. Eight metres
3: away from that line and here's a run for Daryl!
5: Well, Roosters fans, if it was 1975 and it was this very day, it would be a Sunday. And you know what you'd be doing about 4 p.m.? You'd be watching the great Arthur Beetson. That's right. Arthur Beetson, the immortal Roosters royalty after a 38-0 grand final victory over the Dragons. Well, I can tell you that was the day that Chang'e Langlands, well, he got a needle in the leg and just couldn't come out. But the Roosters put 38 points on. Well, speaking of great Roosters, our women's side, coached by John Strange. Well, Silky, they're still undefeated. Bells, you had the pleasure of being at the Jack Gibson Awards Night. Of course, our annual awards nights. Did it come too early? As Roosters fans, we know that. But a great night nonetheless. And we all know who took home the big gong. Mr. Yeah, done it again. James Teddy Tedesco. Welcome to another week of Roosters Radio. As our NRLW team, well, they're in the sudden death preliminary final to see who goes to the grand final. Will they go back to back? Yes, they will, baby. Silky, Bells, welcome to Roosters Radio. And Bells, over to you. At the awards night, how
1: was it? Hey, boys. Yes. Thursday night at the brand new stadium was the Jack Gibson Awards Night, and what a fantastic night it was. Um, Everyone scrubbed up so well in their uh, cocktail attire, and um, it was in the beautiful room where they have Captain's Club there, um, and it was just such a great event. As you just mentioned then, Bush... Teddy Tedesco, what a legend. He's been at the club for five years and he's won five consecutive Jack Gibson Awards. That wow. I don't yeah. think we'll ever see that again in a lifetime. It's just, it was just an outstanding effort. But also great to see Joey take the Clubman Award. Um, he's such a humble, humble guy. And it's uh it's just great to see him succeed. And and our young guy, Suali'i, um, just a legend of the player and can't wait to see what he's going to bring. But he got try of the year and also the rising star awards. So it was a fantastic night out there. I, um, I went along with my husband, Mick, and took a great friend of mine, Jason Hunt, and had a beautiful dinner. And, um, wanted to also give a uh, shout out to Ben from Clearwater Plumbing. I was on his table and had a great night with him. And. He's actually been to every game this season. So he's a massive Rooster supporter and he's a, a sponsor of the club. So g'day, Ben. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was fantastic to be there and, and just see all the players. You know, obviously it was a bit premature. Um, the mood was a little somber in some parts because, uh, it was an early Jack Gibson awards, but, uh, they did relax. They did enjoy themselves. And, you know, now they're looking, a lot of the players will be looking towards the World Cup.
3: Well, just on the World Cup, I uh, I caught up with Victor Radley uh, earlier today down the Icebergs. He was going for a swim, and what were you doing at the Icebergs? I was swimming myself, pushed, oh, punching nuts. out a couple of k. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Victor's uh, really looking forward to heading over to the to Europe for. Uh, the, uh, the World Cup later on uh, this year. But also, I think, you know, we've got quite a few players who will be heading over. I know Jared Waira Hargrave has been selected for New Zealand. Obviously, Joey Manu dependent on that calf injury. Um, I dare say Siwa, although he's no longer playing at the club, he'll be representing mm. Tonga. Of course, Coach Robinson, he's got a coaching role Uh, with the French team. So there'll be plenty of other players. I think Angus Crichton, uh, James Tedesco, and, you know, I think the bolter everyone's talking about is young uh, Joseph Suali'i getting a a Guernsey as well. So uh, we're looking forward to who uh, the Aussies pick. And just on that, I did note uh, a couple of those players have been picked for the Presidents 13 to take on the Kumuls uh, in the upcoming weeks.
1: Now, closer to home, boys. It was a great win by the Rooster ladies on the weekend. We got it over the Titans there up at uh, Central Coast Stadium, 38 to 12. was a big score, a great first half. Um, Five tries in the first half, in the first 35 minutes of the game, they just came out firing, um, which is what the plan was with Strangey speaking about that all week, is just to come out with high intensity. And the girls did that. They proved it. And you know, they lapsed a little bit in the second half, but what a game and what a win it was.
3: It sure was, Bells. And look, it's fair to say that Coach Strange was uh, pretty disappointed in their performance uh, against the So it was good to see our ladies bounce back the way they did. And they were absolutely dominant in that first half. As you said, I think it was 28-4 or something like that um, in the first half. Now, they scored a couple of tries in the second half. Obviously, Isabel Kelly uh, spent some time in the bin for a professional foul, but... Um, Look, once again, uh, you know we rested a few players. I know see McGregor, Sammy Bremner. Uh, I think one of the forwards also uh, had a chance to have a rest. So uh, you know the ability for Coach Strange to be able to blood some of these new players. It was great to see um, the young fullback Jada score a great try off a beautiful short ball. It was it was David Campese. Oh, wasn't it good? Um. And we're going to talk to her tonight, Olivia Koenig, who threw that pass. So uh, really looking forward to talking to both Coach Strange and Olivia on this week's show.
5: Yeah, look, what I loved is, Silky, you talk about the debutants and, you know, a uh, great try by uh, Jada at fullback. But i tell you what I thought was amazing. Jess Sergis. her intensity, the way she played, scores a try, you know, a one-on-one strip. What a great game she had. And, you know, also, I think to just have 12 points from the Titans. I mean, the women's game opens itself up. Uh, you know, to try scoring in some points, but we held them down to 12. I think Coach Strange will be pretty happy with that. In fact, I'm going to ask him about the defence when he comes on today.
1: Well, boys, I'm super excited for this interview coming up with our NRLW coach, John Strange, and our young gun second rower, Olivia Koenig. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be right back after this.
5: <coughs> well, Roosters fans, keeps happening every week. Coach John Strange, well, he just keeps winning. And on the line today, we have on Roosters Radio, none other than our second rower, Liv Koenig. Well, another great player. Silky and Bells, what a weekend it was over the Titans. The way they used the ball, my God, they'd give the men's side a run for their money. Well coached, well played, and welcome to Roosters Radio on Debo Liv Koenig. And of course, our weekly, uh, what should we call you almost a co-host, <laughs> Coach Strange, as we like to call him. Strangey, if you want to call him, but welcome, Coach Strange.
0: Thanks, guys.
3: Firstly, congratulations, undefeated going into the semi-finals, Minor Premiers and a convincing win 38-12. It's fair to say John it was looked pretty much over at half-time. Your thoughts on the game.
0: Yeah, I was really happy with the with the girls why they played um especially after the week before we spoke about probably not playing to our standards against the Knights and yeah, a tough week at training with with the uh the sessions that we did and and I thought the girls responded really well, came out um firing against the Titans and well, like you said at halftime there it's um twenty eight to four. It yep. was it was really good. Uh, but yeah, the second half the Titans had a little bit more footy. They got some penalties and sort of got a little bit of momentum and yeah, sort of were playing better than us for probably a good twenty minutes. But I guess the pleasing thing, and I said to the girls in the sheds after the game, but they wrestled that momentum back to finish strongly and um, you know the better side in the last ten. So it was um, but yeah, it was really set up in the in the first half by how the girls played, coach. We talked
3: off air about the, the squad and I know you mentioned it in the press conference but of the 24 players within the NRLW squad all have now uh, debuted or played some game you must be so delighted that you've a, you've given so much experience to such so many of these young women but you know the fact that everyone is part of this journey.
0: Yeah it's really important to us um, at the Roosters here to give you know it's, it's not it's certainly not give everyone a turn level. We know that it's the elite level. But the fact that um the starting seventeen we went with in round one stuck solid for the first three weeks and had, had three wins really opened the um the door for the other girls to to come in and play. So it's been a really team squad effort, I guess you could say. And the and the seven girls that came in that weren't in those first three games, played rounds four and five, really did a great job. It was seamless having having them come in. So um real real team effort. But You know, there's some young girls there we debut, which is really important as well. That we have one eye on on the future. Uh, We know that next year there's going to be four new teams, and we're going to be reliant on these these young girls that are they're going to need to step up next year. So it's really important for us to to give them that that taste of NRLW. So it's uh, we're not starting again, I guess, next year with um, so many girls debuting. So yeah, there was a couple of reasons. Why? And there was also some girls who wanted arrested rest and had some niggling injuries that we wanted um, to be firing come the semi-final this week.
5: Liv, welcome to Roos' Radio for yourself. First time on, debut. Thanks. Terrific game on the weekend. Uh, the the way you promoted the football, I mean, obviously you went out there off the back of your training. I know that Coach Strange mentioned that previous week against the Knights, it probably wasn't to your own standards, but how did it feel? First half, 28 points. I mean, you know, the promotion of the football, the way you guys uh, use the ball, like some short passes, some slick passes, some just amazing. How would it feel out there?
4: Yeah, it felt great. Um, I think our team's just getting more and more confident every single week. Um, we did have a few changes this week, but it just goes to show how uh, well-gelled we are, um, no matter who's in the side each week. So, yeah, I love playing with the girls and super keen to get into semis.
1: Now, Liv, it was at Blue Tongue Stadium uh, on Sunday and and it was a triple header which was fantastic for our game. There's eight Central Coast juniors in the side. Uh, how was it playing up at Blue Tongue? It's kind of a second home away from home uh, down there at the Roosters but what was the atmosphere like for you on Sunday?
4: Yeah it was great. Um, I had a lot of my friends and family there um, They're all at the end of the field so it was really good to hear them cheering. They had a few signs, could see my face in the crowd which was Real fun. Um, but yeah, it's really nice being being able to play at home and getting um the whole centre coast
3: there was hectic. Liv, your career you've played pretty much all your football underneath coach Strange and we're just talking once again off air. We went back into the annuals to see uh the win loss record and we can find three losses last year for for the Roosters as well as yourself, but uh I didn't go back far enough to find or record another loss. Is it true that between you and Coach Strange, you've only lost those three games in eight
4: years? Um, yeah, I think so, if that's what he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rumor has it, he doesn't lie. So, um, yeah, just goes to show he's pretty pretty good at what he does.
5: So if you've got a lot of young players that have been tabooed, you know Coach Strange just talked about it. Then, how do you, as a bit of a senior player, you know, been there over, over, you know, so long? You've seen the highs and lows and the growth. How do you settle in the younger players? What are you saying to them to just, you know, give them that taste of NRLW because you can really see the step up from Tasha Gale to NRLW or you know, women's league. So how do you how do you handle that? Yeah,
4: well, um, I still consider myself as sort of a young player. I'm still learning a lot but I have sort of stepped up this season and tried to become a sort of leader and um I think it's just like having confidence in myself to be able to give that to the younger girls and yeah it's it's still hard like I'm still learning that sort of leadership role and what the right and wrong thing is to say to someone but yeah I'm really enjoying it at the moment
1: Now, it's been such a massive year for both of you, Strangey and Liv, um, but Liv, especially for you, I mean, we won the premiership at the beginning of the year. uh, We're minor premiers now coming into the weekend and you also debuted for uh, New South Wales State of Origin. You've had such a great year. Um, How does it feel going into the weekend and your football at the moment?
4: Um, I'm very nervous. I do get nervous before every single game, um, no matter what it is but I'm confident in my team. I think we're just we're really peaking at the right time and um, we just seem to get better and better every week and just gelling really well and um, we all just get along. And I think not just on the field, but we're all really good mates outside of the field and outside of training. So I think that just really helps. And, and you can see it on the field, like we're executing plays like like textbook work. So, yeah, I love it at the moment.
3: Yeah, coach, you rested three of the bigger name players uh last week. I know uh, Racine and Sam Bremner come to mind that the third player escapes me. But Jocelyn Keller jumped into the number seven role and she had it on a string there in that first half. It must be, you know, so happy for you to to see that you know, it's that next person up mentality. So someone takes a break, someone else back in. It's a it's a it's a good thing, but it's a good problem to have, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. So you know, it's really important for us at training. Like uh, Jocelyn Kelleher um, is trained at, at halfback at, at every session since the first session we had in preseason. So she wrote, rotates in as the as our ball playing lock, but also at halfback. And a lot of girls do that, jump around to different positions, and it's it's really important that we cover all bases. Um, I don't want to be a coach sitting in a press conference, kind of blaming a loss on, oh, we lost our halfback, and we, you know, that's sort of that's our excuses. You know, we lost our fullback or hooker. So the girls are all um, you know, adept to playing more than one position. So any any scenario pops up during a game, we've got that covered and and that was obviously evidenced with um the way Josh just started. And yeah, like I said, she was she was great. She's um I think Racine's been one of the best players in the whole country.
3: absolutely agree. And and to say Josh
0: just jumped in there and 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 um <laughs> you know probably just – you know, similar job to what Ray's been doing, um, setting up tries. And, yeah, so she's, she's an outstanding footballer, Joss. Um, and, you know, and obviously resting Sammy was important to um, for her. She's got a couple of niggles, but also wanted to make sure Jada had a run before the semis because if we do lose, um, you know, uh, Sammy, even if it's, if it's a semi and we win, hopefully – um, but we lose her. We don't. Didn't want to debut a nineteen-year-old girl um, in a grand final, and um, and the other the other girl we rested was uh, front rower Maya Hill Milana, and and that was just to give a little bit more time and experience to Pani Mokolati starting, um, so that she can have yeah, a bit more confidence going into the semi-final this this week against the Eels. So there's there's a reason behind the rotation of, of everyone. Well, they're all different reasons, but um, yeah, it's really just us making sure. We've got a, a full, strong 17 going into the semi final, and we've also got girls that can cover different positions if if we uh, need to.
3: You've touched on the semi finals. I wouldn't mind taking you there. So obviously, when we talk to Coach Robinson uh, on the podcast and we talk about semi finals, he, he always refers to it. it's a brand new competition. Uh, I heard in the press conference um, on the weekend where you said there's there's room for improvement. So as we go into the semis, is it more of the same? Uh, do you look at things a little bit differently? How do you approach semi-final football?
0: Yeah, not too much different to a normal game, to be honest. Um, we've we've got high expectations in any game we play, whether it's round one or whether it's a semi or grand final. We apply our own pressure to ourselves. So, And the main reason for that is, um, you know, if we get into a big game, whether it's a semi or grand final, nothing changes. We don't, we don't have anyone feeling as though it is a... Is a bigger game and I don't want the girls to feel like they've got to do anything different than uh, than they've done in round two or three. So, um, yeah, so that's how we, we approach it as, as a group. Um, but we'll just keep focusing on some improvements. We'll work on that tonight that uh, we need to make from last week's game against the Titans and then Thursday we'll have a heavy, heavy focus on what we've got to do to beat um, Parramatta on Sunday. So, it's um, but yeah, look, it's noth- nothing really changes for myself and um, and, and the players as well.
1: So, Liv, I might be testing you a little bit here. I know you've got training tonight, but you are taking on Parramatta, um, fourth place, the Eels. What have you got to do as a team on Sunday to get the win up?
4: Um, I think we just need to keep our cool and just play our game. Parra are a really strong, really, really strong side. Um, and I think if we go in underestimating them, they can get over at the top of us. So um, I think they've just gotten better and better every week and, um, yeah, I think it's just playing, being able to play our game um, just because I know they can get a tendency of getting under our skin at times. So as long as we just keep our head like, cool and straight, we'll be
1: sweet. And it's up at uh, Suncorp Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Uh, when are you heading up there together as a team? Um, we'll be leaving Saturday, Saturday morning and getting
4: there and having captains run. So.
5: Awesome. Yeah. Coach, we obviously got a you know a, a real cornerstone of defence in a women's game. You know we've only had you know a couple of tries at best scored each game against us, and I know it's it's Roosters style of footy. I know in the men's game Robo prides himself on defence. You must be really pleased with the way the girls are defending, because you can see that they're they're quick off the line, their line speed's good, they're not compressing like you see other teams, and they really seem to be, uh, you know, using that as a foundation of their game. Is, would that be a correct assumption?
0: Oh, absolutely, Bush. It's um, yeah, you know, you've got to you've got to start with your defence and be rock solid there. And um, if you are, that gives you confidence with the footy, I believe. So, um, but it's all about being connected. We we spoke about that from day one. And it's about being connected with and without the footy, and and in defence, you know, you've got to solve things together. You know, we we speak a lot about not trying to solve um, something on our own, um, someone shooting out or anything like that. It's all about. Um, following our systems indeed, whether it's around the markers or A and B or or each defence. It's about being connected in everything we do. And I really feel as though the girls have done that um, in all five games. Mm,
3: Sure have. And Liv, just a question in regards to the World Cup. I know that you're probably able to represent either New Zealand or Australia. Is that something you've had to have a a think about, like where you want to uh, pledge your allegiance we can have an exclusive yeah. view on Roosters Radio right now. Let's
4: go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've had to um, have a think about that, and um, I did have Kiwi Ferns approach me, but I I turned that down just because I really I, I've always had a goal of um, wanting to play Jillaroos, and um, I really like playing State of Origin and being able to like strive to make that every year. So. Yeah, hopefully, Jillaroos. Well, I
3: think that if you keep continuing on the path you're on, I think you're uh, you'll definitely make it. So, uh, yeah, may the uh, you, the continue. And the other thing, Liv, is
5: you can always, if you don't, you just jump onto the kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with a bit yeah. of I've, I've got a little bit of experience. My wife's a kiwi, and my kids have the same problem. So they uh, they turn up to a wallabies game when we watch the other code with a with a green and gold scarf for the first half, and then I turn around second half and they're in black and white doing the haka. Yeah, that was
4: a bit like me when I was
5: younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, a common theme there. Now both obviously great, very competitive sides. Yeah, thank you. Well, guys, we really, really are very excited about the form you're in. We're excited about the way you're playing football. You know, you're giving the fans so much joy. We love each week the access uh, Coach Strange uh, gives us with the players. Liv, we love meeting our NRLW players each week, and our fans are just delighting in it. We want to thank you so much for your time. We want to wish you the best this week up at Suncorp. Uh, we did note, we won't mention it, but uh, the team that uses that as a home ground have not made it, Who, uh, you know, which is an interesting fact, but we're going to stay high, stay positive, and we're going to wish you the best on Sunday against the Parramatta Eels and watch out for Charrington because you know she can do a try celebration
0: Thanks, guys. Really appreciate your you you. support for the women's team. It's awesome.
5: Alright, guys. Thank you. Good luck, luck, luck this week and uh, see you next week.
1: Good luck, Thanks, guys.
5: guys. Welcome back to Roosters Radio Fans and Silky and Bell's what a terrific interview with Coach John Strange and Liv Kernick. I mean, you can just see our NRLW team just goes from strength to strength to strength, and I think we get more confidence after each week. We're talking to different players; they have a real culture there, and it's a winning culture, and it's really excited to be around, and it's even better to watch.
1: I agree, hundred percent, Bush. And um, I'm just super excited for Sunday's game. Three fifty PM kickoff up at Suncorp Stadium, and. It's just, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, the boys kind of bowed out earlier and we've just got to be super excited now that the girls are still in there. We could be looking at a grand final, you know, the week after out at the big, on the big stage, but, um, really pumped for Sunday's game against the Parramatta Eels.
5: Yeah, can't wait to see it, Bells, up there at Suncorp. Now, speaking of the big stage and speaking of knockout finals, we have this week a special, and it's a Roosters Radio Extra. We have none other than the son of the coach Whisper, His name is Matthew Stubbs. Matthew's going to represent Australia in the World Longest Drive Championship, and we've got Matthew coming on for a quick interview. For all those Roosters golf fans out there, it's uh, certainly a great honour to have Matthew on, and we're going to get right behind him as he searches to win a World Championship in the Longest Drive Comp which is if you're a golf fan knows that you pull out your driver and it's the furthest you can hit the ball and he's been breaking some records so we really look forward to a quick chat with Matthew straight after this in a roosters radio special it's an extra well roosters fans we promised it and it's arrived we've got a great interview today with a great young man he is a roosters tragic he's actually from a roosters family where his father well he's working with the roosters at the moment and he's known as the coach whisperer well No more Coach Whisperer, it's now the Club Whisperer and his name is Matthew Stubbs and I can guarantee you this is a pretty exciting interview, Silky, Bells and Pat, for all of our Roosters fans that love their golf Matthew is currently going over to the Amateur World Drive Long Championships to bring home the trophy and take the win. Matthew, welcome to Roosters Radio and our special extra for our Roosters Radio golf loving fans
2: Hi guys, thanks for having me on, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Roosters Radio is something I listen to myself, so being on here is really exciting so thank
5: you well mate equally for us matthew it's really exciting to to hear about your story and your your journey into long drive we already know that you're a uh, world champ in jetpack um you know which is a sport that is probably not as well known in, in australia that it is overseas and, and being a world champion jetpack and and when we talked to you off air last week and this week you know doing a backflip means you know you have athletic prowess but can you tell us what got you into long drive uh, golf
2: um, so I've been playing golf for a, a long time, over over 20 years. Uh, most of that at an elite level. And when I was a junior, I was I was really small. I graduated high school at five eight, fifty eight kilos. And for me to compete with what I thought were the big boys as a junior, I'd have to swing my absolute hardest to to keep up with them. And then after school, I grew into my body and swinging fast and a normal adult-sized body. Some some fast speeds came. So. Playing normal golf, I was always generally very, very quick and hit a long ball. My coaches and mates would always tell me, you should get into long drives, you should have a crack at this, we think you'd be pretty good at it. I kind of put it off for a while until I managed to find an event pretty close to home, Uh, went along and did really well. I surprised myself, I thought I was going to be further behind than I was and that's where it started. just went to a local event close to home and that's where the journey started about 12 weeks ago now.
5: Yeah, it's such an interesting journey. And I, I also note, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, Matthew, just, you know, as, as friends. And, you know, you, you've got a 149.6 club head speed and a 212.8k uh, ball speed. You've broken that again in your training. Uh, you're now yeah. up to the 150 mark, which I, I saw to watch the video for roosters fans it's just incredible we're going to post it up on our socials for some of the roosters fans to have a look at can you tell us you know not just the equipment but the type of training you're doing to be able to achieve this in such a short space of time
2: yeah so i committed to the world champs about 10 weeks ago now and um anyone that knows me if i go to compete in something it's it's to win and to win only i I never go to participate in anything even though it's a a world championship event and I was at the time miles behind the the athletes and where I needed to be I committed to it so I, I've, I've done it the, the proper way um, I can't talk about the training for other long drive athletes because I think my training is, is very different I, I can confidently say there's no other long drive athlete in the world training as hard as I am at the moment my training recovery is in kind of three parts so outside of golf I got um, five to six gym sessions a week, four plyo sessions, two sprint training sessions, uh, one to two cardio sessions and cross training where I can. Um, and then inside of golf, i got four to five coaching sessions with my long drive coach, uh, three speed training sessions, uh, an extra two to three indoor or outdoor range sessions to practice what I've been putting into with my coach and then film sessions. And then on top of that, it's all all my recovery. So minimum two hours, almost every day, doing recovery: hot, cold pools, compression, uh, cryo stuff like that. Two remedial massages on top of that, and then my kinesiologist and physio uh, in between all that. So it's 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 very full on, um, but it's it's what's required to 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 get to the level that I've got at and improve as fast as I can. It, it really has been a full time commitment, but. Yeah, the result's definitely going to be worth it.
1: Yes, Matthew, that's, that is a huge commitment and, and a lot of training obviously does have to go into this sport. Um, you mentioned, we've chatted earlier, you're a pretty handy golfer. Uh, I believe you're off about plus four um, and and on have been on the circuit as such. Is it something that you can do both at the moment or are you obviously just focusing with all that commitment on the longest drive?
2: Yeah, so playing both is a question i'm still trying to answer answer myself i'm playing i was playing off plus four before i committed to long drive um but the last month or so has very much been more than a full-time commitment to long drive. So i haven't had the the time to play four or five hour rounds of golf to yeah to achieve the goals that i want to achieve for world champs i have to focus everything on it but before the, the last four or five weeks i was still playing golf and doing long drive the week I won my first amateur long drive event, I had eight under at my home course, uh, Lakeland's golf course. It's a, a championship-style course. Just you know, hosted the Senior PGA Championship. The week I won before before I won my pro, first pro event, I had four under. So being able to do those two achievements in the same week, I, I think it's pretty special. But I like doing everything the best I can. And golf has slipped off a little bit, but only because I'm not putting the, the same amount of normal practice time into that. But once this becomes a full-time gig, there'll be there'll be no issue being able to put time into golf and long drive. so I think I'll be able to do both quite comfortably.
1: So let's just chat about the the longest drive just for our fans that we're, you know aren't too familiar with it. You know, I play a little bit of golf. I wouldn't say I'm a fantastic golfer, but I have, <laughs> I have played in tournaments <laughs> where they actually it. have, you know, the longest drive and you've got to hit it on the fairway to be able to be in contention for that. Uh, what is it like in the longest drive? Like is it is it a big fairway? You obviously have to be straight. Can you give us some insight on that?
2: Yeah, so the comp conditions for long drive, you, uh, the World Champs in America is a purpose-built long drive facility. Um, so we're very fortunate. The, the grid's 480 yards from start to finish and, it, and it's 60 yards wide, um, of just perfect grass, lights on each side. Um, and then in comp conditions, you have two and a half minutes to hit six balls. Uh, you only need one in the grid for it to count. Um, but your longest ball in the grid will count. Um, so that's, that's an ideal setup for a long drive event in Australia. We, we try and work around those conditions as best we can playing down golf fairways and, and wherever we can. But, yeah.
5: Matthew, uh, you know, you're from a pretty pretty famous family. Your dad has worked with every, uh, you know, sport and every high-level coach. You know, Michael McGuire at South, Michael Checker at the Wallabies. Uh, you know, he was mentoring Eddie Jones and the, the English team, Graham Arnold, um, you know, Sydney FC. Worked with Kevin Walters during the State of Origin campaign and, of course, works with our very own Trent Robertson. Just to get that one percenters out of them and that extra Works so much on the mental side, and so much on the belief side, and in fact, you know, everyone knows we're very good mates off uh, off air, uh, your dad Bradley and I. But what I love about him is his energy and his fact that he says, "Mate, there's no second place in our house." Um, you know how important has his mentoring and uh, leadership style for you and, and mental side of the game been for your progress so far? Yes,
2: yeah, so I, I don't, I wouldn't be able to achieve anything I have in life without. The support of both my parents, um, but the the guidance from my father. I was very fortunate to grow up in his household, and if, if anyone knows what what dad's like, he's he's very loud. So mm-hmm. even when I wasn't directly listening to his conversations with all his clients and coaches, I was definitely subconsciously taking in everything he was he was teaching them. Um, so I believe that gave me a very elite mindset at a, at a young age, and then when it comes to my world championship endeavors he's focused specifically on me with programs dedicated to getting the best out of out of myself and especially with long drive it's it's been fundamental if you see what the human body can do for long drive the brain really doesn't think it should be possible so repro- reprogram my subconscious mind with dad to for my body to believe that anything's possible <clears throat> has really been fundamental to how quickly I've improved. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today uh, in life or, or with long drive without the the guidance of dad and the mindset that he's taught me. You speak about the the capacity that you can can reach as long drive. What are some numbers you can throw out there for just the average listener, the average golfer? What are some of the numbers that, that are going to be hit at this tournament coming up? So for some perspective, your your normal golf fan will go to a – a golf event to watch someone like rory mcelroy or cameron champ even even bryson DeChambeau, for for how fast they swing it and how far they hit it um but in comparison someone like rory mcelroy on course is swinging at high 120s to 130 miles per hour with ball speeds at 185 190 miles per hour um but but long drive really is a a spectacle um it, it's it's a big difference like the the top guys in the world, like Kyle Berkshire, are swinging the club at over 160 miles per hour. Um, he recently broke the ball speed record of 236 miles per hour. So wow. it's it's not even in the Incredible. same playing field. It's 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 com- completely different. It's very impressive what what long drive athletes can do. Yeah, and it's like some of the the drives. Like my current PB is over 380 meters. That's wow. a lot different here to your average golfer too. Yeah, your average PGA Tour member will be swinging 116 miles per hour and your average club golfer will be around the 90 miles per hour. So you can, you can see the difference just from those those numbers alone on the possibilities on how far it is to hit a golf ball.
1: Those type of numbers, Matthew, what, what equipment do you use for that?
2: Yeah, so that's another big difference between golf and long drive Um, your normal golf setup you'll have a driver that's 45 to 46 inches somewhere between nine degrees up to 12 or 13 for your your beginner golfers Uh, long drive we run a 48 inch shaft and personally I run a five degree head that's tuned down to three degrees so the equipment's completely different it takes a a whole nother challenge on learning how to hit a long drive club Mm -hmm. Um, I've got I've got mates that are very good golfers and also very competitive. Um, so they've wanted to, to hit my long drive clubs and single low single market low single market digit golfers are just hitting big push cuts just nowhere near the fairway to <laughs> when they're trying to swing this long drive club. So it takes a lot of skill and strength and speed to be able to do it effectively.
1: And sorry, just a quick question on that as well. What type of ball do you hit? Is it just like a general golf ball?
2: I mean, you can, you can hit any golf ball, but for comps, you generally want to use a, a low-spin hard ball that, that can go as fast as, it, as far as it can with, with not too much compression. Um, I believe that they've built a ball specifically for the World Long Drive Champs this year. Um, they all do conform to the world golf rules, um, but they do take it to the, to the absolute limit, so we can achieve the furthest distance possible.
1: So my lady's, um softball you just go. won't cut the mustard? <laughs> no, you'd it, definitely, um, definitely
2: be lacking some distance if we were hitting those ones in cold.
5: <laughs> now, Matthew, uh, you know, to, to round off for our Roosters fans, we've got two things to ask you. It's a really inclusive sport, long drive. Um, you know, you've got divisions for everyone, uh, pros, amateurs, you know, ABs and juniors. Um, you know, you hopped into it 10 weeks ago and you've already hit club speeds of 150 Ks. How does someone become the next Matthew Stubbs or just get into it?
2: Yeah, so we're very fortunate in Australia for Long Drive to be led by PLDA Australia. They've made it a very inclusive sport to help grow it as, as fast as possible as well for for anyone to get involved. At your normal Long Drive event in Australia, you'll have obviously have your pro division. They'll be followed by both amateurs, and it's split into two divisions. If you can swing over 300 yards or if you swing under 300 yards, there's a division for you. Um, anyone can come give it a try. Juniors is broken up into A's and B's as well. And then we have women and master's classes for, for over 45. So anyone that, that likes hitting a, a long ball can can come down and find a division for them that'll be highly competitive and just get into the sport. And you can amateurs can work through their divisions, keep improving and jump into the pro division uh, for a real challenge. So, yeah, it's exciting seeing what's happening for a long drive in, in so I highly encourage anyone that that likes hitting driver or likes hitting a long ball in their normal Saturday rounds to jump on the PLDA website and find your your local event. Uh, they've got them all around the, all around the nation. So that's how I started. Jumped on their website, found an event, and. 12 weeks later, I'm heading off to my first world long drive champ. So
5: very excited. Well, mate, uh, segues into my next point And I've got two more. Uh, one is you wouldn't be heading off without the value of some great sponsors and big support. I note on your shirt there, uh, you know, which, you know, you're in the golfer tie with the Callaway hat and, uh, expect to win, obviously a major sponsor, family business, but also so many other sponsors that you'd like to thank and, and give a mention to. So, uh, who are they and, and, and how would you like to thank them?
2: Yeah. So there's a, there's a few groups of people I'd like to thank um, First and foremost would be the the team that's behind me uh, for all my training. I'm very fortunate and grateful, in my opinion, to have the the best and most underrated team in Australia uh, for my training. It's it's almost disrespectful how underrated they are, what they've done. Uh, I can't wait to put them on the world stage to see what what they've produced in such a short period of time. Um, So firstly, Hayden Hayden Edgerton at Resilience Rehab and Performance. He actually used to do some high-performance training with some of the players down at Raiders before he moved to the Gold Coast. What he does for high-performance athletes and the condition he gets any athlete, their body is is mind-blowing. It's really impressive, the work he does with athletes. Then Craig Parker... My long drive coach, not only is he a brilliant, normal golf coach for all your, all your standing golfers, he's an absolute long drive guru. The knowledge this man possesses is, is mind-blowing. How much he's improved my technique in such a short period of time, I have to give full credit to him. He's an absolute genius. Uh, and then before I started long drive, John Wright, again, another highly underrated golf coach in Australia based at Maroochy River he deserves a lot lot more credit too and then my dad is my mindset coach and then from there my kinesiologist Darren Manser, and Liz Torresani from Remedial One she actually used to be at the roosters she knows she knows all the boys down there so she keeps keeps my body healthy and 100% um, and then my financial sponsors after that that are, are making the world champs possible and and helping fund all the training I'm doing um, so there's Oz Realty, uh, phonehomes.com.au, expect to win JLM Brokerage and most recently Roos's Radio. So I'll be forever grateful for, for all the contributions they've made to make this, make this possible. And then lastly, Rings Recovery. Uh, I spending two hours a day there every day at the moment, um, keeping my body fresh and, and healthy and ready to perform. And then golf 24 uh, they're the best indoor golf practice facility in, in Australia so and then friends and family the support I've received over the last three months has been has been overwhelming no not a single person in my close circle has had any doubt that that I'll win the world championship yeah uh, that, that's everyone
5: neither do I and make quick shout out to two things how do more sponsors get involved
2: um yeah so just get in contact with me I'm sure you guys will put all all the details up there i've got big plans for for next year to compete full-time across the world um it's going to be an expensive endeavor so any sponsors that are generously get on board will will help fund that goal and we'll tick off some even bigger achievements and the world champs together
5: yeah absolutely and just uh, you know one one more from me is behind every good man's a good woman and uh, you know you know mum and dad well um, your old man has got uh, you know a type of genius in him, and uh, you know just an amazing uh, mindset coach. But uh, without your mother and her contribution and the leveling of you know his level of energy, uh, it'd be nothing. So quick shout out for your mum, no doubt.
2: Correct. Yeah, she's she's an amazing woman, the most supportive supportive mother I could could ever hope for. She balances dad out perfectly, helps him with everything, and yeah, I love her very much. I wouldn't be here without her either.
1: Oh, I love boys that love their mums.
2: So <laughs> I knew you'd love <laughs> now, Matthew, that one, Bells, but he's right.
1: <laughs> now, Matthew, we're super pumped. Um, I believe you're heading away this weekend. Uh, it's in Las Vegas for the world's longest drive. As fans, how can we watch it?
2: Uh, yep. So for fans in Australia, it'll be live streamed on the Pro Long Drivers YouTube page. Um, anyone in North America will be able to watch it live on Golf Channel and Europe will be on our Sky Sport.
5: Absolutely, mate. Now one more question for us, and it's the last one. Uh, If you had to pick a number, two numbers between one and twenty, we're giving a special Roosters Radio giveaway here. What would your number between your two numbers between one and twenty be? Um,
2: Definitely be number one. Uh, That's all I'm trying to achieve in life. And then uh, number eight's always been a very lucky number for me. So yeah, one and eight.
5: Well, you'll uh, happy to know this, that we're giving away on Roosters Radio some golf 11. So number one is Teddy, and number eight is Jared Weirre Hargroves. They have actually won the longest drive uh, lesson from you when you're down in Sydney you'll be down in Sydney in our studio when you get back of course doing a live interview uh, with uh, Roosters Radio mental health partner Turn Up The Talk so uh, Paddy who's our producer here at Roosters Radio uh, is obviously the uh, the host or co-host to Turn Up The Talk and it's all about uh, mental health mental preparation and also about achieving success and riding the highs and lows of life so we can't wait to see that but a big congratulations to Jared Weir Hargraves and uh, Teddy for winning that golf lesson and don't forget Pat Bells and I would love to uh, get a club in our hand. I've been wanting to get forty-eight inches with a three-degree head in my hand for quite some time.
2: Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to see you swing it. Remember, if you if you break it, you buy it.
5: So. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that rule. I just haven't touched something that big and strong in such a long time. <laughs> You you guys are terrible. This is a proper interview, thank you. We're professionals. Well, Matty, we want to thank you so much for coming on Roosters Radio. It's a real extra. uh, It's a real special. It's a treat for our fans. So many of our Roosters uh are... Radio fans are golfers. All of our first-grade squad play golf. There's a few more competitive than the others. I think you got your hands full with uh, uh, Jared at number eight and Teddy at number one, both sharp golfers. But obviously no match for you in the drive. You might be able to teach them a few things. Uh, Bells, she's a sneaky, mate. She's the type of person that puts this poker face on, and Patty and I are desperate for any help you can get, mate. Uh, yeah. So we really look forward to your success in the coming future. We want to thank you uh, for coming on today. And on of Roosters Radio, we're also sponsoring you. We're right behind you. Uh, go get that win because we know, mate, not only do you expect to win, you will win.
2: Thank you. I appreciate the sport. It means a lot. Ah, yeah!
3: Welcome back to Roosters Radio. On Sunday, 3.50 kickoff up there at Suncorp. Sudden death, Roosters taking on Parramatta Reels. Look, they're a different side than the outfit that we took on in round one. Um, They've improved immensely since the first round of the NRLW. Bush, Bells, exciting game. How do you see it? Well,
5: Silky, I'm pretty excited just to see that we're up against Parramatta Eels. Different opposition for us. I mean, they did a great job knocking off the Brisbane Broncos. Everyone knows the Broncos were favoured. But, uh, you know, they're a bit unpredictable, the Eels, as they are in their men's side. So we are up against it this week. I mean, you know, as said by Liv Koenig, we can't take them lightly because if we do rest on our laurels, you know, they can put points on. And that's what the women game is producing.
1: Well, boys, I'm going for an absolute smashing out there on Sunday. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, My score prediction... 42 to 14. Stop we are going it. To, wow. Yeah, we are going to roll them. Wow.
3: Wow. Okay. Geez, that's uh, that's thrown me bells. <laughs> Look, I I got a little bit out of Coach Strange there, and it's fair to say that I think the whole season's been built off our defense, so I agree they're not going to score a lot. So I'm going to put Parramatta at 12, but I'm going to put the Roosters at 24. So 24-12 Roosters. I reckon that's pretty consistent with the amount of points we've scored all year. So, uh, I mean, I think that'll be a, a ballpark number, but I wouldn't be surprised, Bells, if your um prediction came to uh, fruition. We're all going to
5: go in the line of Bells. and the spirit of the opener of the show, remember, it was 1975 this Sunday, Roosters 38, Parramatta zip.
3: Wow, very good. And the... Great way to book in the show, Bush. Absolutely. Well
5: done. Arthur Beetson style in a tribute to the great man, Roosters Royalty.
3: Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guests, Coach John Strange, Olivia Koenig and Matthew Stubbs. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win. East know how to play the game. They play it hard and fair. East know
4: how to win the game. They give more than their share. They're great to see in action. These boys who show the way. Put the Roosters on the field. They'll show you how to play.